Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. The following content is provided by Recovering Your Harvest of Grace Outreach Ministry. Welcome to Harvest of Grace Radio, a program dedicated to uplifting, equipping, and empowering the people of God according to His Word. Stay tuned to be challenged and encouraged by the Word of God. Open your Bible as Reverend Kevin Green teaches us to harvest the grace God has for us. Praise the Lord, everyone. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice and be glad in it. We thank you for tuning in to AM 630, The Word. This is Harvest of Grace Radio Ministry. This is my beautiful wife, Pastor Brenda Green, and myself, Pastor Kevin Green. And we thank you for tuning in. We, we, we thank you for just giving us an opportunity to uh, minister to you. And we are thankful for what God is doing Fan, we've been doing a series, and this series has been called It's Not God's Fault. And this series really touches home because there are many people who want to blame God for the situation that they're in, not, not knowing that it had nothing to do with God. It, God gave us free choice, free will, and sometimes when we make the wrong choice, we want to try to blame God, but God did not have his hand in that. And so we are thankful that God has given us another opportunity, another day. And I think my beautiful wife is going to tell us the topic. What's the topic, baby? The topic is you will never be like God. Uh-oh, you will never be like God. Amen. You will never be like God. Hey, isn't that good to know that you'll never be like God? No, no matter how hard you try, you will never ever be like God because there's only one true God. And because there's only one true God, nobody, I mean nobody, can be like him. And so, family, we are grateful for you tuning in, for you listening out there in Radio Land. Thank you. We're coming from Genesis chapter 3. Genesis chapter 3. We're going to do our best to stick with verses 4 through 7. And verse 4 reads as such. It says, You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. 
God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate. Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate too. At the moment their eyes were open, and they suddenly felt ashamed at their nakedness. So that's all we're going to read for today. <laughs> and my wife gave the topic. And if you have missed it, I'm telling you, you have missed a powerful series. Because this Genesis series is blessing not only you, but it's blessing my heart. And I believe it's blessing my wife and my family's heart to understand that it's not God's fault. And in chapter one, and like I said before, to me, it seems like when I was younger and we had school plays and the curtains would be down and there would be a voice talking before the play actually started. It's like chapter one and chapter two are like that. The voice of God is is the orator and it's giving us what's about to happen. But then in chapter three, the curtains come up. It's like camera action because now to me this is the start of the fall of man but what i like about the word fall is fall does not mean you stay down because you can lose your balance and fall but if you want to you can get back up and so family we thank you for tuning in to this on am 630 the word and we're talking about it's not god's fault because you can never be god no matter how hard you try Amen. And that's where we were. We stopped last week on on verse 4. So Uh we're going to continue on. Uh, This is the serpent talking to Eve. He said no, and that's it's had an explanation. So he was he he was like no. You know how sometimes when people you telling somebody that somebody says something, and you want to make them seem like they are lie mm-hmm. that it's not really what it is supposed to be. And so he tells her no, you will not die. The serpent said to no. the woman. He said in fact. You know, the in fact, that stood out to me because the in fact, because when you have a conversation with someone and they're trying to get you to believe what they saying, they always say, in fact, let me tell you this. So (laughs) then it will mess with your mind so that they can be inside of your mind. And that's what we talked about last week is watching, watching and listening to what you hear in your Mm -hmm. ear, because you have to know that you can't let everything and everything filter into your mind Mm. when someone comes with you even though it looks like they belong in the garden it's a lot of people that's walking that don't belong in the garden so Uh just because it looked like it that don't mean that they belong there so you have to watch and you have to listen and so this week we're talking about that um, we're talking about you will never be like God because this is when Satan comes in and he starts trying to convince her that God is a liar. Right. And that's his. That's the trick of the enemy, <clears throat> that he wants to convince you out there. He wants to make you think that what God has told you, that it's not true. He said, in fact. And how many times have you heard, in fact? In fact, is this true? You haven't received that car yet that mm-hmm. you've been saving 
money for it. You hadn't received that husband or that wife yet. You haven't received the job that you said that you was getting promoted on. You ain't been promoted yet. It's mm. a year. In fact, the people ain't even talking about you no more. But in your head, you know the word of God and what he had told you. But someone comes and make you feel like you're not worthy or you have to do mm. something else to get to the point that you want to be at. And that was Satan. That's what he was doing, babe. Mm-hmm. And he was doing that in a way that was so subtle, so smooth, and so cunning because he knew the right words to say. He knew how to put it together because you have to understand that the enemy knows your desires when you speak them out of your mouth. Yes. Because once your words go into the atmosphere, the whole world, the whole creation, the spiritual world, they hear it. And so in... What did you and, say? Rewind that again. I was saying once you speak out of your mouth, uh-huh. your desire the whole spiritual world all kind of beings they hear it and so the enemy he's he he's got his ear to the street <laughs> and he's trying to figure out how can he get you to fall like he has fallen from God's grace and God's glory yes. and my wife said he said you won't die you gotta understand um he was partially true <laughs> partially true because in, in some translations he says you shall not surely die mm-hmm. so He's saying that you're going to die, but you're not going to die all the way, which is true. Because we die once in the body, but we live forever with the Lord. Now, you're either going to be with the Lord, you're either going to be on that elevator going up or going down. But you're going to live forever. And so, and death comes in many parts and many portions because death comes to some people uh, mentally. Their Mm -hmm. mind is dead. Their mind is in shackles. People were enslaved for over 400 years. And just because they can make money now, just because they are owners and millionaires, still your mind is enslaved and in shackles. Hey, man. And just like he said, he said when he said, in fact, you know, in fact, babe, that makes you feel like, you know, when when you're at your job and you know sometimes you're telling me about things going on and Mm -hmm. you say babe you know I just don't know you know so and so said this and I tell you I said well do it has anything to do with you Mm -hmm. because what Satan was going through that didn't have nothing to do with Adam and Eve but sometimes people will put you in in their in their disrupt. Right. And so that's what he was doing because he wanted to be like God. He already knew. He and that's why I say that he was cunning because he knew what to say. He knew how to talk to them. They didn't know nothing. They were like babies. They were brand new to the garden. They was they was they was out there just being who they could be. They was running around with the animals and playing and, and God had told them that they had dominion over everything. Uh-huh. So they on their mind, they wouldn't look to be tricked or anything. They wasn't looking for nobody to come and lie to them. And that's how we are in the world. When we see people, we're not looking for someone to come and lie to you. You're looking to trust people's word when they say something that that their word is true. And so, when you're you're free, and and they were free. They They was free, free, babe. Because they they knew nothing about sin. So, Mm -hmm. but the devil knew because the because he had already been through it, yeah. him and his imp. See, he had his own little group that followed him. And so when they got kicked out and the angels, fallen angels with him, well then, 
when they fell with him, then he forgot about them because now he was looking that God had created something else brand new. And so he had, he said, I'm going to, let's make them in our image. So let's mm -hmm. give them dominion over things. And that's what God had did to us. He gave us dominion over this earth. And sometimes we don't know how to take it, but everything on the earth belongs to us if we just take dominion over it. He, you go buy a dog, what do you do? You take dominion over it. You name the dog just as the Bible say. And whatever you name the dog, he said that's what it will be. And so that's the dominion. That's the things that you have to look at in life. When God gives you dominion over things, you got to start calling those things out. You got to start saying, hey, I might not have this today, but you know what? I'm going to have this tomorrow. And even if tomorrow come and you don't have it, you still got to believe and trust the word of God. And if God said it, his word is true. And that's what Satan was trying to do. He was trying to corrupt their minds, babe, that they would not believe in the word of God. It's not he was not dealing with their religion. He didn't care about religion. Satan they cares nothing. And, and, and at that time, I'm when you're dealing with the world that's going on to now, mm -hmm. Satan cares anything about religion. He don't even care about you going to church. What he cares about that you are taking the authority to let God know that you are the ruler over your life. And that's what he don't want. That's what he wants to steal from you. That's what he wants to steal from God. That's right. And then he said, the serpent said, God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it. Now, this is a partial truth. So he lied. But like the old school people used to say, he wasn't a bold-faced lie. Yes. Because if you look a little bit forward, the Bible lets us know, and their eyes were open. But I'm yes. jumping. But let, let me jump back into the context that he says, your eyes will be open. What does that mean? See, uh, I love boxing. And one thing about boxing is you never put an amateur boxer in there with a professional. No matter how hard they train, how good they look, you never put an amateur in the ring with a professional boxer because they're not ready. Matter of fact, the mm -hmm. amateurs come, come with headgear on. Professionals, they don't wear headgear. So what am I saying? What, what I'm saying is the devil is a mm. professional liar and trickster. Yeah. And Adam and Eve were babes and they were incubated and they and they were hidden in this garden called Eden. Yes. And in this paradise, they never had to deal with lies. They never had to deal with affliction. They never had to deal with that because uh -huh. this was paradise. Yes. But, but now here comes the enemy. And you have to understand that God gave the enemy dominion over the air, mm -hmm. which means that he's not omnipresent. He can't be everywhere at the same time. But he's got messengers that get word back to him mm. about what's going on. And so he says, your eyes will be open, mm -hmm. meaning that you'll be able to see the world as God sees it. And that's not true because your eyes and my eyes cannot contain. Matter of fact, mm. the Bible says, yes. the Bible tells us that there is no way that we can be God, but we are God-like because we're made in his image. But what he's saying is now you have to deal with the reality of the creation that God made and you have to be able to make the right judgments, the right understandings if you want to be like God. So family, in this verse, he says, your eyes, they will be open. Mm. He says, and you will know good from evil. Now hold up. They didn't know what good and evil was. Right. So now the enemy is 
is being a slickster and putting something in the contract that they knew nothing about. They didn't know about pain. They didn't know about lying. They didn't know about good and evil. Hey, man, and I like what Sister Denise said. She <clears throat> says Satan cares about dismissing God. And I love that because I wrote down Satan did this because he knew that in order to get rid of God's rules, he had to get rid of God's authority of his words. Yep. And so when God says something, and that's the thing, is that when Satan tries mm. to take God's words from our hearts and from our minds, and he tries to dismiss everything, thing, Sister Denise, that God has told us. He wants us not to believe it. So we <coughs> go through right. the storms. We go through tribulations. We go through trials. We go through sadness. But we have to remember that we are a product we have the DNA of our father. That's so right. So when That's we're right. out there, right. we have to look like him, we have to talk Amen. like him, and we have to walk like him. And so that's what Satan tries <laughs> to steal from us. That's, that's he, he don't want us to have the DNA. He don't want people to see God in us. He don't want us to show that we that we belong to him. He wants to snatch that away and make God seem like he's not God. But God is God. We can never be like we God. Never. never be like God. I don't care never. how much money you have. I don't care how, how big your mansion never. is, how many cars you have, how many uh, companies you have. It's only by the grace of God that you have that. And so you have to know that when people come to you and offer you things, just like Satan offered Jesus in Matthew, he, uh -huh. he, he tried to <laughs> offer him. But the thing about Jesus is that he kept the word in his heart and he knew that you can't offer me nothing that belongs to me. <laughs> and so you have to let Satan know that how can you offer me something when God already done promised me something? Wow. And, okay? And so I was just wanting to let you know out there on Radio Land and on Facebook, trust the word of God. Don't let people walk and tell you that you can be like this or you can be like that and God ain't going to do this and God ain't going to do that. You step up and say, I am a product of Jesus Christ. I'm a product of the family. I belong in the family. Amen. And, and, and when you go to verse 6, when you look at verse 6, this is very important. Um, it says in my translation, New Living Translation, <clears throat> it says, and the woman was convinced. Huh. It says the woman was convinced. When you go to Paul's epistles, and he writes about this, he says, and Adam was not tricked. But this text tells us in Genesis that the woman was convinced. And it says that she saw that the fruit was, was good to the eye, pretty to the eye. And then she took it. She tasted it mm -hmm. and then she gave it. Now this is very important and, and, and if you're if you're listening and taking notes, make a mental note of this that when she saw it, she saw something that she had been seeing for years mm -hmm. in paradise. Pay no attention to it. It's kind of like when somebody wants something that you didn't pay attention to, mm. and now you want it because somebody else is paying attention to it. <laughs> and so now here it is that the enemy says, if you eat this, you're going to be bright. You're going to get wisdom. Uh, you're going to be able to tell the difference between good and evil. You're going to be a god. She said, you know what? Mm. Man, this thing look good. Huh. And so that's the lust of the eyes. Right, right. But 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 check this out. It's the lust of the eyes because sometimes our eyes want what the heart of God does not want us to have. Ooh, that's good. So the lust of the eyes have uh, kept many people away from mm. reaching their full potential because the lust of the eyes. There's an old Hebrew saying 
that says that the sons and daughters of Adam will not be filled until the the, uh, the dust from the grave, meaning mm. our appetite is so heavy that we want everything we see. Give me that. Give me this. Give mm. me that. And so there was a lust of the eyes, but but not just a lust of the eyes, but there was lust of the flesh. Watch this. She wanted to fulfill the flesh by eating and tasting it. Hmm. Check this out. In Matthew, like my beautiful wife said, when Jesus was tempted by the enemy, he tempted him by the lust of the eyes. He said, everything that, that you see, hmm. I'll give it to you. Come on now. That's the eyes. Right. Then by taste, he said, listen, turn these stones into bread. Come on now. And then you eat, because I know you've been fasting, Jesus. <laughs> so eat. But Come then the third thing we see in that, you got the lust of the eyes. Mm -hmm. You got the lust of the flesh, and then you got the uh, the, the pride, your personal pride, mm -hmm. the pride of, of, of wanting to be big because the uh, Satan told Jesus, if you drop down from here, the angels will not allow a rock to even uh, uh, hit you because that's your pride. Mm -hmm. Because you're like, you know what? I'm big and bad. God ain't going to let nothing happen to me. And Eve said, hey, you know what? Wisdom. I want that wisdom. I oh, want man. this. But you got to understand, sometimes God is not holding stuff back from us because he doesn't want us to have it, but he knows we're not ready for it. That is so true. And so when we when you talk about he knows that we're not ready for it, in 7 it say, then the eyes of both of them were open. Uh-oh. Bing. They wasn't ready for it. <laughs> it wasn't ready. Open. Okay. And they and knew they around. were naked. Uh-oh. So they, they sewed fig leaves together and made cover for themselves. Wow. So then this is where I believe they died at. Mm-hmm. It's because now here comes depression. Here comes disappointment. Yeah. Here comes uh, confusion. Here comes why doubting. How come we did this? And then here comes the what? Blame game. That's right. Because then it started being a blame game. That's right. So at first they wasn't blaming each other for nothing. Oh, they had they no idea other. that they was they they were naked. Yeah. But then soon as they ate the fruit. But Lord, you did this. You did th this to the me, blame Lord. Game. Because because Brenda gave it to me, mm -hmm. and and Lord, you know that I. I wasn't tricked by it at all. You know, God, me and you, we right here. But but this woman you gave me, Lord, she did this to me. And the Lord said that sin is shared equally when you are equally yoked. Amen. And so when one sin, you all sin. So if she did it, you did it. And if you were not tricked, then you should have done something to mm -hmm. stop the trickster from stealing your blessing. Because you have to understand that the serpent was trying to steal the blessing mm -hmm. because he was jealous. That's he it. was jealous because he was cast down with 144,000. And he hated that God had put so much attention into mankind. Yep. And look, and, and you know, the first thing that happens after sin is what? If you're filled with the Holy Spirit, the first thing after you sin, the first thing you feel is what? A guilty conscience. Mm -hmm. And they so felt right. guilty because they felt naked. Right. How did they even know they were naked? They were self-conscious now. And all these years, they've been running around butt naked, not worried about who was there, 
not worried about what happened because they were innocent. But when mm. sin comes in, sin steals and destroys your innocence and it makes you feel dirty because mm. the Bible lets us know that God does not want to be around sin. Mm. But let me just interject this. He does not like to be around sin, but he will remove and rescue you while you are in your sin. Amen. Well, we're going to close out right there. We got to close? Yes, we got to close because we got a break. I thought we had an hour to go. No, no, no. We can't keep them that long. But we want you to tune in next week. Be ready. We're going to be going to verse 8. And even though people tell you things, just know that God's word is true. Don't take what man has said, what God has promised you. Mm. You you only know yourself. All the quiet talks that you have with God at night, all the talks you have with God in your car, all the prayers you have did past years, and it haven't happened yet, uh-huh. but you have seen everybody else's dreams and, and visions come through. You have to believe that God's word, if it came through for them, it's going to come through for you. So you trust God's word and tune in next week because next week we're going to be dealing with the man and his blaming of his wife. The blame game. Lord, you gave her to me. Lord, you did this to me, Lord. But then we have we have to also understand and I'm going to let you go, but I want to drop I want to drop some oregano. <laughs> I want to drop some oregano in the seasoning. So the Bible says that they sold fig leaves, right? Yes, sir. So why do people say that they ate an apple? Huh? People say that they that they they, they ate an apple. But the Bible never says that. The Bible apple. never says apple, but people say that. Well, that, that's why you have to teach the uh-huh. word of God the right way. But but look, it says a fruit. Yeah. And for some reason, the closest Tree to them is a, a fig, fig tree. <laughs> now I'm just throwing that in there for thought. This is food for this is food for thought. You do the dishes and you let me know what you feel about that. But we we love you. We, we love pray you that God all. blesses Thank you. you. And, and remember, no matter how big and bad and buff, how much money you have, how many connections that you may have, you could never, ever, 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 ever be God because you don't know enough. You you cannot be at where you just came from, mm. and you cannot make something. From nothing. Yes. Only God can. Only God can. God Y'all bless tune you. In next week, we have a fundraiser coming. Also, we're asking a that. Fundraiser? Yes. Oh. It's coming. It's coming. I'm excited. Right. We're going to be, uh, we're going to do a shoe drive. So, we're going to be asking all of you to buy shoes, sending your best shoes uh, to us, to the radio station. Just call, let them know. And uh, we're going to be doing a shoe drive for the summer. It's coming up soon. Get ready. Thank you all for all of the blankets. It was a blessing. People were blessed. And we want to thank you all for all the donations that you all have sent in to help us and to keep us on the radio. We really appreciate it and know that we love you and we do not take you for granted. We do not. We thank you. God bless y'all. We'll see you next week. God willing. Reverend Kevin Green and Minister Brenda White Green are passionate ministers of the Word of God and seek to challenge the body of Christ to receive all that God has in store. Thank you for listening to Harvest of Grace Radio. 
It's our desire that you connect with a Bible-believing church that would encourage you to believe all the promises of God for your life. For more information on Harvest of Grace Radio, please visit the program guide at am630theword.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.